0: Thank you for joining us again. Glad that you guys keep tuning in. Uh, I don't know how many are listening, but uh, hopefully, there's some that are out there listening, and I'm not just talking to myself. But uh, I'm excited. I love teaching the Word of God. Uh, The Word is rich, it's powerful. Uh, We've been talking for several weeks. I think this is week eight, if I'm not mistaken, about the gifts of God. And so uh, I want to jump right into this. We've got a lot to cover today. Uh, Today I want to talk about the the gifts of God. um, And we're going to start talking about power gifts. Last week we talked about uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit regarding revelation gifts. This week it's the the gift of the Holy Spirit regarding power gifts. So again last week as we just started uh, discussing the third area of the gifts of God known as spiritual gifts. And we'll continue to, to do this and bring clarification uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, chapter 12, rather. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10, it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another through the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healings by the same spirit to another working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of those tongues so again last week we covered the revelation gifts which were the word of wisdom the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits this week we're going to talk about the power gifts um, i always say about the power gifts that, that they're like a cog in a wheel. And if anybody out there is listening, so obviously you can't see me, uh, you're like, what what are you talking about? What's a, a cog in a wheel? What is that? Uh, if, if you ever took the uh, face off of a watch, or maybe some of these new watches, you can actually see the, the gears uh, that make the watch work. And so you've got these, um, usually there's three little wheels, and each one of those wheels have um, little teeth on them. And those Teeth intertwine and and spin around, and what happens is, is is we'll keep perfect time as long as those wheels are spinning the way they're supposed to. But if if ever one of those teeth gets broken off, what happens is is wherever that tooth is broken off, it's going to begin to miss something. Things are just not going to work properly. the The watch is going to. Either be slow or fast, or maybe not even work at all, and 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 so that that's the same truth. If you ever go into a large factory and you see different factories have these big huge cogs that are turning the machine, if if ever one of the teeth of those cogs breaks off, things just will not work properly. So as we begin to talk about the power gifts, understand that all these power gifts work in conjunction one with another and if one part is not working effectively then then the whole just it breaks down so let's look at these these power gifts and I'll explain more and hopefully you understand the first power gift that we want to talk about is the gift of faith now we all understand faith. You've, we've taught on faith. I've taught on faith uh, several times. And we understand that there's a saving faith. There's a faith that that we must have in order to be saved. Jesus talked about this faith when he talked to Nicodemus about being born again. You have to have the faith Uh, in order to be saved. Uh, So this is not referring to that saving faith that a person must have uh, to turn to Christ and to turn from their wicked ways. This is a, a special, supernatural, or exceptional faith that allows the child of God to believe for extraordinary and miraculous things. Let me say that one more time. It's a special, supernatural faith that enables the child of God to believe God for extraordinary and miraculous things. The gift of faith enables a person to believe for an an extra demonstration of the power of God. There are two dimensions of the gift of faith. There is the faith that sees immediate results. Then there's the gift of faith that preserves uh, when there is no immediate sign. Um, so there's, there's the, the faith that, um, you know, when we're, when we're thinking about this COVID and everything that's going on as the child of God, I have faith. I, I know that God is in control. I know several people that have, uh, really been hit hard from this COVID and they've, they've, uh, struggled with it. I know, uh, I, I don't know people personally. Uh, that have died but i know family and friends that that know people personally that have died from this covid um, but it's it's that faith that even though i don't see what's happening i still believe i still know that god is 100% got this that 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 i'm going to continue to trust in him regardless of what the government says regardless of what doctors and scientists say I'm going to believe and I'm going to trust in God. So there's there's that dimension of faith that, that I'm not going to waver. I'm going to continue to trust in God. Um, he, 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 I understand that, that he is going to persevere. He is going to overcome. So the gift of faith is, is God's bringing to pass a supernatural change. No human effort is involved. That this gift not only operates in the area of healings, uh, like I mentioned, the cogs of a wheel, but also in the realm of the impossible. So what I want you to understand about this supernatural faith is that as we begin to talk about the other two power gifts, faith is the um, maybe the key ingredient. Um, kind of think of it this way, is is. If you just put dry oatmeal into a bowl and you put it in the microwave, all you have is burnt oats. But, but in order to have the oatmeal, you first start with the water, then it's the oats, and then maybe you like brown sugar and yours or regular sugar, you know. however, but it starts with the water. Faith is the key element to what we're going to be discussing regarding these, these supernatural power gifts that God has given to us when we call out to the name of the Lord. So faith is that key element to help us as we move forward in these power gifts. So the next power gift, the second element or the second part of these power gifts is the gift of healings. Now notice that it's the gift of healings with an S, plural, not just healing. Jesus took 39 lashes, stripes upon his back for our sickness and our disease. The Bible tells us in First Peter 2.24 that by his stripes we are healed. So Jesus took 39 stripes upon his back. I, I once read somewhere that scientists, Christian scientists, have determined that for every major disease known to man... If you took every major disease, and understand when I say major, so underneath those major, there's some minor things that come out of it, but for every major disease known to man, there are 30, uh, well, you could actually take it and you could say there there are the, the number of stripes that were put upon Jesus' back. There are that many known diseases to man. Jesus knew what was coming, God incarnate knew what we have need of and when jesus bore his back uh, at the whipping post and when that roman centurion and i I always i always like to teach it like this and, and i don't mean to upset anybody but think about it this way as jesus god allowed humankind man to um tie him to the whipping post every time that roman soldier pulled back that roman skirt so you you have a a a pole that's maybe i don't know 18 inches long and attached to that pole are uh, leather straps nine leather straps they call it the cat of nine tails so attached to this this piece of wood uh this wooden pole are nine leather straps and at the end of each one of those leather straps would have been attached some type of ball and so what they would have probably done is they would have taken uh, shards of metal or shards of glass or something and they would have put them in the forms these forms and then they would have poured lead into the forms and the lead would have dried holding on to those metal objects or the glass that was inside that round form And so they would attach that round ball with those shards, with that glass in it, to this post. And so they would take the the cat of nine tails that would have had these balls on them, and every time that Roman soldier would have pulled his arm back and released it, those balls would have flown forward, smacking Jesus on the back, and then, as he pulled the shard back, it would rip the skin, causing the stripes upon Jesus's back. So, in the natural, if you were standing there, you would have seen a, a horrific. Uh, it just your your mind would never forget. I don't think what we saw. I, I have only seen the movie, The Passion of the Christ, that Mel Gibson did one time, and and I don't care if I ever see it again, honestly, but. Is as, as, as horrifying as that movie uh, portrayed the beating of Jesus. I believe Hollywood could not do justice to what actually would have happened. I mean, his his bones, his ribs, his spine, uh, his organs would have probably been bare for all to see because of what was taking place. So this is the deal. That's in the natural, in the supernatural. Think of it this way. Every time that Roman soldier pulled that cat of nine tails back, as he got ready to whip it forward and release it, it was as if God was saying cancer. And then they would pull it back and he would say healed. He would, the Roman soldier would take that and he would throw it forward again. And and it would say um, viruses. And as he would pull it back, healed. So Thirty-nine times the Roman soldier would have hit Jesus with a cat of nine tails. How many stripes? (laughs) Many, many stripes. But every known disease, every disease known to man, by his stripes, we are healed. So in the gift of healings, God supernaturally heals the sick through a ministry anointed by the Holy Spirit. A person, a man or woman, is given by the Holy Spirit the gift to pray for a particular kind of sickness or disease. There are different ways in which healings are administered. uh, Through the laying out of hands, through the speaking with an authoritative word, or through the anointing with oil. But these gifts are given to the church, to the body of Christ, to the men and women that make up that body to restore physical health by supernatural means. So understand this. It's not the person doing the healing. It is God working through that person to do the healing. The socket in your house has electricity in it. But it's not the plastic socket that gives the electricity, it is the fact that there is a a panel somewhere in your house and to that panel is electric wire coming off of the pole somewhere out uh, in your yard that is bringing that power into your house. We are, the, those that operate in the gift of healings, are, are just the the device, we are just the, the tool used by God that, 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 that the healing flows through. So God will work through man, through the child of God that believes, that through the child of God that has faith, God will work through them and out of them, then the healings uh, can take place as they pray for people, lay hands on people, or anoint people with oil. So so let's look at this. Go to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 4, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 4, verse 23, and the Bible says in Matthew, chapter 4, verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Jesus went out and began to heal the people that were afflicted with disease, that were demon-possessed, that were epileptics, that were paralytics, and he healed these many people by the power of God working through him. Now let's flip over to Acts, Acts chapter 3, and let's look at this in Acts chapter 3, beginning in verse number 6. It says, then Peter, so Peter and John are on the way to the temple. Verse 6, it says, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I, what I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up immediately, by, and his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, the lame man, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. So I've given you two scriptures. One is we see Jesus, which is God incarnate that is going about healing people. Then we see after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, this power that comes upon the disciples on the day of Pentecost. Now Peter and John are on the way to the temple. They see a man that has been laying there for 30-some-odd years, lame from his birth, and Peter grabs a hold of this man, and Peter is the conduit by which the power of healings, the anointing to heal, goes through Peter to heal this man. It was not... Peter that actually healed the man, but it was the power of God working through Peter that healed the man. The Bible says, according to Mark 16, verse 17, that these gifts are available to all who believe. So you can know that if you have the gift of healings, if you have belief in that, that God will work through you and use you as that, that vessel to work through him. The inner witness of the Holy Spirit will confirm in you that the gift is working through you, the Bible says in Romans chapter eight, verse sixteen, that the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit, for we are children of God. You will know that you have the healing gift or the healing anointing of God. Um, also, in Matthew chapter twenty, verse thirty-four, we see that we we'll, we understand that we will have an overwhelming compassion to want to pray for the sick. I remember several years ago when I was on staff at Trinity Assembly in Allgood that there was a man by the name of Greg Ware that came to Trinity. And Greg Ware operated in the gift of healings as well as several other gifts. And Greg had uh, preached. And after his preaching, he he said, uh, if there's anyone that's sick in body, I want you to come forward and line up, and God is going to heal you. Well, there were several that showed up a lot more than what Greg had anticipated, but, but, uh, Pastor Ware had a a desire to want to, to see these people healed. God had given him this unction. And so he said, listen, he said, I, I can't pray for all these people myself. I need help. I was one of the, the, the junior pastors. I mean, I'd been on staff uh, the least amount of time. I was actually probably one of the youngest pastors on the staff. And and Greg Ware looked at me and says, you come help me. I was like, me? And you know, I thought, well, maybe he just wanted me to, to help catch for him or to hold him up or to, you know, whatever. He said, no, I want you to pray for the people i was like do what I, I don't have the gift of healings he said do you believe i said yes he said do you have faith remember faith is the first part i said yes sir i have faith he grabbed a hold of my my wrist and he began to pray for me and i felt the power of god go from greg ware into me and as i began to pray for people that healing anointing i felt like there was there was almost fire, there was heat coming out of the palms of my hands and coming up into my forearms as I would pray for people. Now, you know, there are people like Benny Hinn that, that operate on a regular basis in the healing anointing. I, I would not say that's me, but I do know that when that unction, that overwhelming compassion, that witness of the Holy Spirit comes upon me, that I can begin to lay hands on people and believe God for their healings. OK, so let me let me pause real quick and let me say this. So, number one, it took faith on my behalf to receive the healing anointing. As I pray for somebody, the person coming for prayer, I can lay hands on them believing already. I've already got the faith and I know that the gift of healings is working on my behalf. But they have to have faith to believe for the the gift of healings to go into their body. Um I remember one time at at the church, uh, this was a couple years after uh, Greg Ware had left, and I was... praying for some people. God put it on my heart to pray for somebody. And what the Lord had told me was to pray for somebody that had an issue in their stomach. And and I knew it specifically their stomach. Uh, I, I had this burning sensation in my stomach. And as I began to pray because I thought it was me, I said, Lord, I pray for your healing. God said, this is not for you. It's someone else. And so I knew then that God was showing me that I needed to pray for someone that had this burning in their stomach. So I, I stepped out. Pastor Mike Campbell was the pastor at the time, and, and the Lord had already told him that, uh, that that God was speaking to me. And so I said, if you need healing in your stomach, I want you to come forward. And these two ladies had came forward, and I prayed for them. And, and the one stood up instantly and said that she received healing. Well, Pastor Mike said, if there's anybody else that needs a touch in your body, come forward. Well, not all of these people were having issues with their stomach, but but again, the Bible says healings. The anointing was present to heal. So I began to pray for people. Where there was a a man that had came forward, and he was on crutches. He was a man that I knew, and uh, he was a softball player. And Saturday, uh, he was in a softball tournament, and he'd slid into second base and had t- hurt his knee. Went to to the hospital and the doctors had told him they did x-rays and stuff and they said that all the 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 ligaments in his knee were torn and he was going to have to have surgery so they had him scheduled uh, for surgery for the following Friday because they needed to wait for the swelling to go down so they put him in a brace and put him on crutches and told him that he was going to have to have surgery so this was a Wednesday night he had heard it on Saturday had surgery coming up on the following Friday this was the Wednesday before that Friday. The healing anointing was in the house and as I went and I laid hands on his knee and I began to pray in the name of Jesus for healing. I had faith. He had faith. God had touched his body. He was slain in the spirit. He laid there for 10 minutes. He got up off the ground and began to run around the sanctuary, went back to the doctor on Thursday and asked them to x-ray his knee. The doctor said, we already have your schedule for surgery. He said, x-ray my knee again. They x-rayed his knee, and um, they said, we cannot explain it. Here's the x-rays from Saturday. Here's the x-rays from today. There is nothing wrong with your knee. Now, I don't get the credit for that. God gets all the glory and all the credit, but it was faith on my behalf, faith on that man's behalf, and the gift of healings working through me, being the conduit to lay hands on him. Pastor Hagen, Dad Hagen said that healing was the dinner bell to salvation. Think about this. When somebody comes into a church that may not be saved and and they see people that they know are sick or maybe they themselves are sick, and they come forward and they, they experience the power of God, or they see with their own eyes the power of God working to heal somebody, to bring somebody out of a wheelchair, to see somebody who was on crutches begin to run around. Don't you believe that that person who was, who was not saved is going to, want, going to want to know this Jesus who saves and heals? Healing is the dinner bell to salvation. So the first power gift is faith. The second power gift is healings. The third power gift that works in conjunctions with faith and healings is the gift of miracles. Miracles. Miracles are distinguished from healings in that miracles include a demonstration of God's power in an unusual measure. The gift of miracle vindicates the name of God. A supernatural occurrence is called a miracle because it's beyond our natural comprehension. The Greek word for working of miracles are uh, energma and dunamis. Okay, the Greek words for working of miracles is the Greek words energma. And dunamis. From the word energma we get our English word energy and from the word dunamis we get our English word dynamite. We also translate dunamis as power. So the gift of miracles is God's explosive nature working through us. The gifts of miracles are acts of supernatural power that change the normal course of nature. I'll never forget one time um, I was, again, on staff at Trinity, and it was, a, a again, it was a Wednesday night. I was the pastor on call, and the church had got a phone, uh, somebody called the church and said... Um, they had an emergency and they needed someone to come to the hospital and pray. And so uh, one of the other pastors that was on staff got the phone call. He said, hey, you need to go to the hospital and pray for these people. And he gave me their name. So I headed over to the Cookville Regional. And I remember going in and they, they, the person was in I, uh, ICU. And all I had been told was that the woman uh, was pregnant. She had given premature birth. Uh, They had lost the baby during childbirth, and the woman that was pregnant had also ruptured her spleen, and the doctors said that she was probably not going to regain consciousness because she had lost so much blood. So I go into the IC room, and there's a couple nurses, and there's a doctor, and uh, there's the mother and the sister of the woman. Uh, this lady's laying in bed, and she's got all these wires hooked up to her. And uh, um, like I said, she's just unconscious. And so uh, I asked the mother, I introduced myself to the mother, and I said, what would you have me to pray? Because she may have said, hey, just pray that my daughter not suffer and and just just go ahead and, you know, whatever. She may have prayed. You know, I, I didn't know what she was going, so that's why I asked. The mother told me when I asked, she said, I want you to pray that my daughter would dance the way David danced. And when she said that, boy, I just felt the anointing of God uh, come upon me. And I I cannot explain to you what that was like, but there was an energy that just came upon my body. I I felt like... um, Anybody that knows me knows that I'm I don't have any hair, but it was like the hair stood up on the back of my neck. I felt this energy, this 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 power even coming up into my spine, and and again my hands begin to to be heated up, and and I felt this, and and as I looked at the doctor, the doctor just kind of looked with uh, disbelief and shook his head. He said he said, Pastor, you can pray, but I'm telling you, this lady's not gonna make it. So I told the, the mother to get on one side, I got on the other side, the, the uh, sister got down at the feet, and I laid my hands, I anointed her with oil, and I laid my hands on the, the woman's forehead, and I began to pray in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, I begin to pray and declare a miracle of great proportion healings in the name of Jesus to touch this woman as I began to pray I I saw her her uh, legs twitch and when I saw her legs twitch I looked at the doctor and the doctor just shook his head he said that's just her her muscles he said "Uh, that's what happens when the body begins to shut down and and I looked at the mother and I smiled I said in the name of Jesus this body will live remember in Ezekiel when when God asked the prophet Ezekiel, he said, will these bones live? And the prophet said, Lord, only you know. And and we we know the the story where the bones come together and then sinews got on the bones and then then the prophet spoke and the Spirit of God came upon them and they lived. And I began to pray, this body will live and not die. And her legs uh, shook again and then her arms kind of twitched and the doctor just looked and uh, we continued to pray. Well, then we began to pray in the Holy Ghost, and, and the doctors and the nurses walked out of the room as we, we prayed, and, and we rejoiced. We just believed God was going to heal this young lady. So by the time I left the hospital, it was probably about 10, 10.30 that night, and I told the mother, I said, this is my cell phone. Uh, I said, you call me, don't matter what time it is, and you let me know how she's doing. And so I went home, and and I was praying the whole way home. So I got up early the next morning. I don't know, like around four thirty, five 35 o'clock the morning I got up. I just couldn't sleep. I was, I wanted to know what was going on. And, and so I called up to the hospital and got the mother on the phone. And uh, I said, uh, I said, how is she doing? She said, she is doing great. Do you want to talk to her? I said, are you serious? She said, yes. Yeah. So I talked to the girl. I hurried up and got dressed, ran up to the hospital. When I walked into the ICU, the lady was sitting there, all the tubes, all the cords were off of her. She was sitting up eating breakfast. And the doctor and the nurses were there, and they said, we cannot explain it. There actually was written uh, the next day, or that very day, I guess, in the local newspaper. They called it the Miracle on, on uh, I think that's 7th Street or 8th Street. I can't remember where the hospital is at. And, and it talked about uh, how... This, this, The doctors had already declared that this woman was going to die, but God miraculously brought life back into her body. It is God's desire that believers utilize these spiritual gifts to combat unbelief and bring unbelievers to repentance. It is God's desire to work in supernatural ways to change the course of nature. God wants to heal people i'm going to tell you this i know that doctor today i did not know him then but today i know that doctor and that doctor is a man full of faith a man full of the holy ghost a man that prays for his patients. now at the time all this was going he was not a believer but today he believes it is the cog of faith is the cog of the supernatural work of healings and is the cog of miracles working in conjunction as the holy spirit comes upon us that god wants to touch people and see lives changed for his glory to see people healed to see people set free to see people delivered listen i get excited when I talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and I get more excited when I begin to talk about the power gifts within these gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you would grasp a hold of these and understand that this is the Bible. This is real. This is relevant for today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to stop right there for this week And then we will pick it up next week as we begin to talk about the inspiration gifts. Now, Father God, I pray for each and every one that's listening. I pray that, Lord, just as much as I'm stirred up today, that you would stir up in them the things of the Holy Spirit, the gifts, the callings of God. Lord, for anyone that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today they would cry out to you. For today is the day of salvation. And for those that know you as Lord and Savior, may today, may they cry out to you and just desire more, more, more of the gifts of God for our lives and to impact others. Father, I thank you for all that you're doing in us, through us, and with us. And I give you praise for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again for listening. Hope this has been an encouragement to you, and we will talk to you next week.